Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, as we enter into worship, we open our hearts and our minds to you. We ask that you would come, that you would meet with us, that you would touch us, that you would move us, that you would transform us. Lord, make us different, different than when we came, that others might see you in us. Thank you for a chance to be in your house and to celebrate your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Luke chapter 2. Actually, it doesn't come from Luke chapter 2. It comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And I hope that's what you have up there. If not, you may want to pull out the Pew Bible for a change. We'll go old school. Uh, and, uh, but we're looking, at, no, we're looking at Matthew chapter 2, and that's not right. So pull out your Bible, Pew Bible. Go to Matthew chapter 2. We're doing old school this morning. Uh, and uh, Now, uh, before, you get, uh, b- before you get to this whole, well, you know, the wise men didn't come to the stable. They came later, so they shouldn't be part of the Christmas story. Well, they are a part of the Christmas story, whether you like it or not. And so this morning, uh, we're going to talk about the wise men. Uh, and we're going to talk about who they are and how they connect uh, with the story of Jesus. So this morning we started in verse 1 of chapter 2 of the book of Matthew. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star rising, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen rising went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. May God add God's blessing to the reading and hearing this God's most holy word. What's I-, I do, am I on? Hello? 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 Ah, okay. 
I, I do want to thank everyone for last Sunday. It was beautiful. It was a lot of fun. Um, uh, all those nice things that were said. Um, you know, I, I heard a guy introduced one time uh, as a speaker, and, and when he got up to speak, he, he said, well, thank you for that introduction. He said, uh, my... My father would have loved it, and my mother would have believed it. <laughs> um, uh, and, and there are a few things that need to be clarified um, that we should deal with. I actually have the video of the turkey hunt, and 18 minutes is like about 17 minutes and 45 seconds longer than the video itself. Uh, so I just want to—I want to be clear about some of those things uh, as we start this morning. But he did say he edited it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, all that uh, to say that uh, thank you so much. Thank you for your love, and uh, let's let's start by hearing from the wise man. How is this? Yes, yes. That is the question. That has always been the question. What child is this? That, that, that single question was the driving force behind our lengthy journey. We had to figure out what child this is. And I know. My friends, we have been called wise by many of the people we encountered along our journey, if even for a brief moment. <laughs> I hesitate to, to give much credence to their judgment. But it is known, or it should be known, that knowledge is acquired by keeping one's eyes open and mouth shut. So, may I suggest that you keep your mouths closed and your ears open and I will, to the best of my ability, answer your question as clear as I can. One, we did not stumble upon this child. No, we found a needle in a haystack. And how did we find this needle? We followed the star. I know, to many that would be considered a fool's errand, but we are no fools. No, that star was moved by some unseen force. And who moves stars but God? Two, we encountered that corrupt king. That king wanted us to find the child so that he could worship the child. My friends, do kings worship babies? Kings defend their thrones. And that king, that king, that Herod, is a ruthless and cruel despot. It does not take a wise man to discern that. And that king felt that this child was a threat. And mark my words, that child is a threat 
to all who are cruel and ruthless. And three, I don't have words for three. My entire life I have searched and yet it was always just beyond the horizon of my knowing until in an instant I crossed a threshold and there it was that father that mother that star child. It was all there. All my searching. All my studying. It was all right there. All in that child. How could I not worship him? I need search no more. What what child is this? I hope that you've been asking yourself that question this Christmas season. Who is this child in your life? Does this child actually make a difference in your everyday life? Or is this just another story that you read, that you share, that we do every Christmas season? What child is this? The shepherds proclaimed him the king, the one who would lead them. And they were looking for someone who would lead God's people. And Jesus certainly would do that if God's people would follow. And then Mary proclaimed him uh, the Son of God and therefore was compelled to say yes to God and to Him. We asked ourselves, are we ready to say yes to this child? And then last week we, we realized that Jesus was our righteousness. And we were able to celebrate with Joseph The fact that the only way to be righteous is to have a relationship with the righteous one, Jesus, this child. Do you have that kind of relationship with Jesus where he draws you into what's best, not just what's good? This morning we come to the the wise men and and I had to stop and think about the different ways we navigate uh, through life, and, and some people navigate, and somebody used to navigate uh, through life with what's called a sexton, sextant. Uh, a sextant is a, a device they use out on the water. Uh, to, it looks at the stars, and it helps them line up the direction that they need to go. And so uh, this is an older form, perhaps kind of what the the wise men were doing in a way, uh, looking to the stars to find uh, the direction they thought they should go. 
And then old school was, today would be maps, right? We'd get out the paper maps. How ma- okay, let's be honest. How many of you still use paper maps? Raise, raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, you old school folk. <laughs> Pull out the paper maps and uh, go here. And, yeah, yeah, and some people still do that. Uh, but of course, most people today uh, pull out a Garmin or even on their phone have uh, some digital maps and, and they follow those maps. But here's the point. You, you can have all these different forms of navigation, but, but they're no good unless you know where you want to go. Unless you know where your destination is. If you say to your Garmin, if you just type into your Garmin, I just want to follow a road... I think it's interesting today. A lot of people say, you know, life is a journey. And I believe that. Life is a journey. But where are you going? As if the journey is what it's all about. Well, I, you know, when I, when I travel somewhere, I, I frequently enjoy, not always, but frequently enjoy getting there if I have plenty of time and don't have to drive 600 hours at one time or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, I'm really concerned about where I'm going, right? That's why when I take the wrong exit because there's too much traffic and we didn't get the right thing and the stupid Garmin didn't tell me soon enough, I'm in the wrong lane and I can't get off, I'm upset. Why is that? If if it's all about the journey, why am I so upset? I should say, oh, good, we get to go further and longer and it's going to take us twice as long to get to our destination. Whoopee! Sometimes it's a good thing, Kenny, but sometimes it's frustrating, and oftentimes uh, it means that our destination is put off. You see, the truth of the matter is, we're looking for a destination. We're not just looking to journey. We're looking for a place to go. We're we're looking for a destination. Now, for some people, um, as they're looking for a destination, as they're making their way through life, um, destination becomes a place. I want to go to this place, and that's the destination I want. Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, uh, heaven, which is a great place. I hope that's your destination. Uh, that's a great destination. Uh, but some people see heaven as a whole, a whole lot of different other things, right? Um, and, and there's not agreement about what heaven is. And some religions say, well, there, there's a place where you're going that's going to be a great place someday. And then there are some religions that say, hey, uh, oh, oh, by the way, um, ju- just to talk about the placement, um, j- just to really put this in perspective, uh, Bobby, Clara, and John, and uh, Megan, and I don't know, a whole, whole bunch of other people, Lyle, and they all went to Jamaica, and that was their destination. That's where they are this morning, uh, <clears throat> on the beach, uh, enjoying the warm weather. I hope they hear the podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that's their destination. Something about <clears throat> their destination. Uh, <clears throat> but. And that's a place, and it's a great place, and, and sometimes the place is a good, good destination, but some people think that, that the destination is really a feeling. They want to have a feeling. You know, some religions talk about that, right? Well, I want to reach nirvana. What's that mean? Well, I just want to feel good. 
And I hear people say a lot of times, I just want to feel good. I don't care where I am as long as I feel good. Um, well, uh, that destination doesn't last very long because you're going to get old. <clears throat> and, and feeling good comes and goes. Uh, the older you get, I, at least that's my experience. Um, there are times when you feel good and times when you... Is that a destination? Is that really what we're looking for? I want to suggest to you that the wise men had a destination. And it wasn't a place. And it wasn't a feeling. And I would suggest to you that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have a destination. And it's not a place, although you're headed to heaven. That's a great thing. And it's not a feeling, although when you're a follower of Jesus, you have peace and joy and love. Those are awesome things. But the truth of the matter is, the destination for a follower of Jesus Christ is Jesus Himself. He becomes our destination. He's the one we're looking for. He's where we want to be. As a matter of fact, one of the things Jesus said to his disciples, which I think is really incredible and and exciting, is he said, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come and take you to myself. And and what's interesting about that, people listen to that and they say, yeah, we're going to heaven. But listen to what, what is so incredible about heaven. He says that where I am, there you may be also. You see, it's not the place, it's not the feeling, it's being with Jesus that makes all the difference in the world. That needs to be our destination. That was the destination for the wise men. You see, they weren't about Bethlehem. Bethlehem had nothing for them. And they weren't about the feeling of traveling all those hours and seeing the star at night and say, oh look, the star's still there, isn't that comfortable? No, they were about seeing that baby, seeing that child. Because that child was their destination. That's what they've been looking for all their lives. And I would suggest to you, if you've been journeying, if you've been looking, if you've been seeking, if you really want to find what life is all about, seek Jesus And get to know Him. Because He's your destination. There, that's good. We could stop there. (laughs) But I do have a little more I'd like to share with you. Uh, Because you see, if Jesus is our destination, then then the key is to get to Jesus, right? That's what we want to do. And the wise men follow the star. And I I think it's interesting because, you know, as as they're looking to the heavens, they see this star rise up. Now, some people say, oh, well, the Magi were astrologers, right? So uh, all you have to do is go to the paper and open up the astrology section, and you can find out what God is saying to you. That's not true at all. First of all, they weren't astrologers. They were astronomers. There's a difference. Astronomers study the stars to understand what the stars are about. Astrologers study the stars to try to get answers to their life today. The stars don't offer those kind of answers. As they were looking towards the star, they saw this strange star arise. And as they saw that star arise, they realized that God was doing something and showing them the way to get there. 
And so they began to follow this star. Now, let me see if I can help you with the difference here a little clearer. If you had a sextant out, sextant out, on, the, out on the ocean, and you're trying to find a place, if you're trying to get a heading, you don't look to the star and say, okay, this is where I'm going. I'm going to that star. That's not where you're going, is it? The star doesn't tell you where... The star isn't the destination. The star helps you see the direction. You with me? The star isn't the destination. It helps us see the direction. You see, that's what nature does, as a matter of fact. The Apostle Paul helped us with that. He began to tell us that all all nature helps us to see who God is. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said, the heavens declare the glory of God. So what we should be doing is looking to the heavens, looking to nature and seeing that God is a part. Let me give you an example. For instance, uh, there are some people who say the world just happened to be created. That just kind of came together. Uh, Out of nowhere, all this stuff just kind of coalesced and out of that came human beings. Now, I understand the process they go to get there, the, the problem is that, the, that statistically, that would be the same as throwing the alphabet up in the air and expecting it to come down in the form of a dictionary. What are the odds? It's not going to happen. The truth of the matter is, when you look at creation, you have to say something, someone had to, something intelligent had to be behind the way things were created. They have order, they have direction, they have meaning, and if all those things are true, then something has to be behind that. The fact that the stars are where they are. The fact that things stay on the earth as it spins. The, the fact that, that uh, human beings are able to think and process. All those things scream that there was someone behind it all. And furthermore, if you were to look at creation, you begin to realize that creation has a way of taking care of of the rest of creation. Did you notice that? In other words, uh, when, when we walk around and, and, and we share, uh, why is there plants? Obviously to walk on, not to eat. Oh, well, maybe, maybe a few of them to eat. Broccoli isn't comfortable to walk on. Uh, why, why are there trees but to provide... Oxygen. I, I mean, God has placed all this stuff together to help us live. You see, just by looking at creation, you begin to realize that our God is a God of life. And furthermore, that whoever put this all together clearly cares about the ones who are on this planet. You see, we have a God loves us. 
And if you can tell that by creation, that there's a God who loves us, then the next step is easy. To realize that God loves you so much that He would come in the form of a baby to try to prove and share with you His great love. You see, even creation itself begins to open up for us this idea of who God really is in our lives. Our world has gotten caught up in in worshiping the creation rather than the Creator. The creation is awesome. I mean, God, God did some awesome things here. But it's not who created. It's God who created. And if you can go there, you can see how much God loves you. And the wise men, looking at the star, realize that God loves them. But it goes a step further than that, doesn't it? Because you see, not only do they follow the star, but when they get there, when they get to Israel, they stop in Jerusalem expecting the king to be born in Jerusalem. And when they get there, they realize that the king isn't in Jerusalem, that this baby hasn't been born in Jerusalem. So they go to the palace and they ask the king, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? And Herod immediately goes to the scriptures. You see, Herod knows. Herod knows that the answers are there. And so Herod goes to the chief priests and and, and they go to the Scriptures. And you know what they find out? That the Scriptures tell exactly where this baby was to be born. You see, the prophets have been foretelling about Jesus for years. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I believe the wise men were looking in the first place It's that when Israel was taken into exile, there was a guy named Daniel. You remember Daniel? Daniel was taken into exile to a land called Babylon. To the east, by the way. And he and his buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you remember those guys. They all ended up working among the wise men of Babylon. Did you ever think that through? The wise men in the east were influenced by four Jewish boys. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so word of this king to be born, word of the prophets, had found their way all the way to Babylon. And so these Three wise men, we say three, you understand, right? There were three gifts. Of course, the fourth one had the gift card, so he had to stay home. (laughs) There, There were three, we say three only because there were three gifts. We don't know how many wise men actually came to see this child. But they had heard about this child, about this king, how this king was going to make a difference in the world. And they began to realize that he made a difference in the life of Daniel. And he made a difference in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if he made a difference in their lives, then they wanted to find him. They wanted to seek him out. And when God showed them the star, they began to follow. And when they got to Jerusalem, they heard the same story they had heard from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was the story of this child 
And I want to be clear about this story. Because you see, it told where he was going to be born. In Bethlehem. But it didn't just tell where he was going to be born. It told that he would be born of a virgin. And it didn't just tell that he'd be born in Bethlehem and that he'd be born of a virgin. The prophets also tell us that he would be the king, that he would be the savior, the prince of peace. You see, the prophets proclaimed the birth of Jesus and who Jesus would be. But that's not all. The prophets also prophesied how he would be a man of suffering. And Isaiah 53 just lays that out, how Jesus was going to have to suffer. And then it talks about how He would be crucified, crushed for our iniquities, pierced for our transgression. All that very clearly a prophecy of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And not only did it do that, but it also talked about His resurrection. Even in Isaiah 53, after He suffered, He will see the light of life and be satisfied. You see, the Scriptures have told us who Jesus is from start to finish and beyond. And if you want to find Jesus, if He is your destination, the key is to seek Him out in the Scriptures. And the Scriptures make it very clear that the way to find Him is to open your heart to Him and believe that He died for your sin, for the things you've done wrong. And place your trust in Him that you might have life and life everlasting. The Scripture is clear. That's what He offers as you seek Him out. Now here's the problem. You see, Jesus in the Scripture is is the one of love who reaches out, who wants to save, who wants to help. And that's what the Word of God is all about. The problem isn't the Word of God. The problem is those who who are supposed to represent the Word of God. Did you notice? The chief priests, the religious leaders in Jesus' day, they knew the Scriptures, but it did not affect them. Did you catch that? You see, some people say today, well, the world is destroying the church. The world isn't destroying the church. You know who's destroying the church? The church. We are. We proclaim one thing and we live another. We proclaim to believe that Jesus is our destination, and yet we continually seek other things for for our our well-being, for our pleasure, for we stop seeking Him and start seeking other things. We seek to be in power. We seek to be in control. Rather than seeking Jesus. Be careful how you live. You will be the only Bible some people will ever read. And what's interesting is that even the prophets, the way they lived made a big difference in how much people believed what they said. You see, if Jesus is our destination, then the world needs to see that He's the one we seek. 
We need to live what His Word tells us. The wise men knew the truth of the Word of God because they knew Daniel. And they had heard, not personally, but they had heard of Daniel. And they had seen his, his truth. They, they knew the Word was true. The Word of God was true. Because they heard that it was all about Jesus. And He was the one they sought. They knew the Word was true because when they showed up at that house, they saw Mary. And Mary's story was consistent with who Jesus was in her life. And will people know who Jesus is from your life? People said a lot of nice things about me last Sunday. I went home with a big head. No. Um, and I listened. My hope and my prayers, they didn't see me. My hope and my prayers that you see Jesus. And I didn't always look like Him, I know. But my hope and prayer is that you would look like Him that our world would know. You see, they didn't just follow the star, they followed the prophet. And you know who they came to? They came to that baby. That baby king. And, and I love what they did. These guys, these wise guys, they, they get down on their knees and they bow before Jesus and they worship Him. And, you know, that's really what we're created to do, isn't it? And sometimes we wait till Sunday morning to worship. When people come in, I often ask them, are you ready to worship? I, I don't know if I've ever asked that. Are you ready to worship? Um, I, I shouldn't be asking that question because uh, you should always be ready to worship. You see, worship is recognizing who Jesus is in any situation you find yourself in. Are you recognizing Him at work in your life every day? I mean, you don't have to just worship on Sunday morning for this one hour and some odd minutes. You, you, you could worship God all day. And here's the key to worshiping. Pointing Him out when you see Him. You see, when that that moment happens in your life when God answers your prayer. That's a great opportunity to worship Him. Don't wait till Sunday morning to come back and say, oh, I, got, I just want to pray. I mean, please share your praises with us on Sunday morning, but, but do it right then. Yeah, I know you're at work, and the workplace may not be real happy with you praising Jesus. <laughs> I get that. But worship Him wherever you are. Whenever you are. And the neat thing about the wise men is they, they couldn't help but give. Couldn't help but give. I, one of the best things about Greenfield Baptist is you guys are the most giving people I think I've ever met. Uh, we, we ask for something and boom, it's there. I, I noticed in the announcements this morning I had a chance to watch through the 
the announcements. I noticed that the American Baptist Churches USA are looking for a million dollars um, for uh, Puerto Rico. And, and I almost hesitate to put that up there because I'm afraid we'll raise the million dollars ourselves. There'll be nothing else for anybody else to give. I mean, uh, because you people are so giving from your heart. And I hope that that continues because that's what it means when you're a follower of Jesus. You see, everybody else wants to gain their life. Jesus wanted to give His life away. Jesus says, if you want to follow Me, it's not about what you can become or how much money you can make or, or who you can marry or, or how, how you might make it in this world. It's about giving yourself away. Giving yourself away. Goes totally opposite of what our nature has become. But I watch you people give and I see Jesus in that as you worship Him. Give to the King of Kings. And you know what's neat? So the wise men give their gifts and they see the baby and and they, they hung out for the rest of their lives. No, that's not what they did. They decided it was time to go home. And of course, when they went home, they were going to take the baby with them. Not physically, that would have been a little disheartening. But, no, but, but in their hearts, they took the baby with them. And you know what? Because of that, God used them to protect the child. Did you catch that? God used them in a powerful way. This is so cool. When you are worshiping Jesus and giving yourself away, God begins to use you in some powerful ways. And all of a sudden, the question of what's my purpose in life just goes away because you realize your purpose is simply to be used by God any way He wants to use you. I have yet to play chess and have one of the chess pieces look at me and say, I don't want to do that. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. Because the chess piece is there simply to be used by the person who's playing the game, correct? Now that's an inanimate object. I get that. But the truth of the matter is, as followers of Jesus Christ, our purpose here is simply to be used by Him. And there's no greater purpose in the world. You want to be satisfied in life? Seek the destination of Jesus. Because He will give you purpose. He will give you life. And He will give you an eternity to live in. Let's bow together for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, You're such an awesome person. Not a spirituality, but a person that we can talk to and connect to and understand. And you have shown us so many awesome things. Even this morning as we have gathered, and we've heard your voice speak of what, you're do, what you've done in creation and how you continue to reveal yourself through what's created. And Lord Jesus, you've done some incredible things as we've listened to your word and heard and seen how your word prophesied about you and there's so much more there Lord 
about what, what you're going to do yet. And we, we look forward to every piece of it. We pray, Father, that you give us wisdom, that we would hear your voice, and that we would live your word, not just read it. That we might come to know you more. And Lord Jesus, as we are in your presence this morning, we have spent some time. And our hearts have been open to you. And we give our lives to You. We thank You for giving Your life for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.